Welcome to Everyman's Guide to Nerddom, or for this is a little bonus episode we call, what are we calling it? Were we calling it a, a nerdy? A nerdy we quickie? We call it a nerdy, a nerdy quickie. Or a quick and nerdy. Quick and nerdy, you can call it whatever you want. I like nerky, I like quick I like, and nerdy. I think nerky's growing on me, the more I hear it. Nerky, we're gonna, we're gonna, get, hey, hey, you wanna get a nerky? Yes, yeah. thank you. Or you can just call it a Chris, because it's short and nerdy. That's true too, and quick. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's accurate. oh that hurt. <laughs> that hurt because it's true. Right in my feelings. We have Justin joining us for our Nurky today. Okay. Justin, thank you for joining us for the Nurky. Thank you for having me. So today for our Nurky, we're going to talk about WandaVision, the first. Ooh. And Justin actually did correct me on this, and he's absolutely right. This is the first unique content on Disney Plus that the MCU has done. The first unique content that they have done for television was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So this is the first Disney Plus content. Um, we, we all three of us have watched the first two episodes of WandaVision, correct? Yes. yes. First episode is 30 minutes. First, second episode, I think I want to say is like 37 minutes. So you can power through them. They're going to release a new episode every week. And I think they went up to eight episodes for this. Um, so. So for those of you who don't know what it is, WandaVision is Wanda Maximoff and the Vision from the MCU movies, Avengers. Uh, Vision died. Again, this is complete spoilers. So if you are haven't seen any of this and don't want to know this, turn yeah. this off. Turn it um, off now. Com- complete spoilers. After Chris We're, told you Vision dies. Turn, yeah. Now, now turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Um, turn it off. <laughs> somehow vision died in uh was it infinity war or was it Endgame? game it was infinity war wasn't it it was infinity war okay yeah it's at the end of infinity war you're right end of infinity war <clears throat> wanda and vision have a relationship um that you come to find out at the beginning of infinity war this mirrors the comics where they were actually married in the comics. Um, they had children in the comics. It was, you know, it's this whole big storyline. So uh, opening scene, we see Wanda and Vision is set like a very 1950s sitcom. Like I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke show. Beaver. It's like Leave it to Beaver. It was Just... all these shows put together. And I'm talking, I even pointed this out to my wife. It's like, look, they've got every last detail down. Look at the plates. Look at all this stuff. Look mm-hmm. at Elizabeth Olsen's bra. It's like the very pointy 50s bras that women had at the time. Like you didn't lead in with that one, did you? No. Was, that, was, that, was that the I first did. thing you pointed out? Maybe I did. I said, look at her Look at her boobs. bra and also the uh, plates. The plates. Look at that. <laughs> that was on the old-timey radio. That's why Chris. It was, watch. it was shown. It was uh, broadcast in uh, right. four three ratio instead of the you know in the old school four three ratio instead of sixteen mm-hmm. nine format, and I, I noticed that like right off the bat. See, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, in your old school TV. You know, four to three ratio instead of your widescreen sixteen nine. Mm-hmm. Um, that and that it, caught. That was the very first thing that caught my eye. One of the best things about Disney Plus is that. 
virtually everything's in 4K. And this one, uh, that's what showed or kind of had me thinking, oh, wow, this is, looks just like and I Love Lucy is because it wasn't technically or didn't look like that crisp 4K. It was the 4.3 and then also was fuzzy and so mm-hmm. it was fuzzy at points they wasn't it? it as far as that for sure. <clears throat> so a lot of people did not like this first episode because it was slow they are doing basically we're trying to figure out what the hell is going on yeah <clears throat> um we know vision's dead but here they are in this happily married life and right off the bat you know vision goes to work and he's He's uh, com- uh, computing these numbers, as he called mm-hmm. it, just super fast. And Vision knows something's not right, but he can't point it out. Because as we all know, Vision is what's the best of humanity. He's more human than we are. Right. You know, he has a better grasp on reality than, than any of us. But he knows right off the bat on episode one, something is not right. And he asked the guy, what do we do here? Do you guys remember what the guy said? Uh, we compute. Well, he asked, like, what do we sell? Do we, what do we sell? What are our products? Yeah. What's our, you know, he's going through all that, just trying to find out business. And he's like, we do, um, uh, does he say we do computations? Because it was on the side of the building. It was like computation. I think something. it was computations. And he vision could never get an answer. I mean, what do you guys think of this? What what did what did you guys think from the get go? Like when you saw that part? That's when it clicked. That's you know, it, it leads in like it's a, a cheesy kind of a one off thing of you know, this is this is a, a throwaway thing. This is gonna be like, you know, the Star Wars holiday specials kind of thing. Um, but when that happened, that's when you realize there's something deeper, deeper going on here. Um, you know, almost like a, not a Truman show feel, but kind of, I could see that. And I, I appreciated the writing on this taps into a lot of tropes, uh, from fifties movies mm-hmm. and our television, sorry, all the way up to now, as far as sitcoms track. Uh, you know, one of the on-range jokes in Friends was, you know, what does Chandler Bean do? And he's like, I don't know. But he goes to work every day. And so I I really liked how he was pulling certain tropes into this uh, overall idea of what, uh, and we'll get to this here, I'm sure, but what whoever was creating this um, this picture of what was going on, creating this scene, um, Pulling a lot of stuff that seen from TV, pulling a lot of stuff from pop culture and all of mm-hmm. that. And then when someone's actually in it, like Vision, and trying to work it out, he's like, you know, and with like the second episode, I won't go too too far into that, but we're like with the heart and couldn't remember. And he literally cannot forget anything, but he didn't know. And it was this whole, you know, trope again. And so I, I really liked how he was pulling a lot of cliches and tropes from different sitcoms into that to play into the overall larger arching of what the hell is going on here. Yeah, I, I agree. I love that part. I got a, a really big vibe when, when you started picking up that something wasn't right and I'm trying to find the name of the actual mission. It was in, uh, and luckily I, you know, I'm wearing the shirt. 
it was in uh, Fallout 3, I believe, and there was a vault or a mission that you had to do that was this black and white, perfect, you know, 1950s suburb, suburban, like, utopia thing. And uh, that was the vibe I got from that. Like, this is like, this is like that Fallout mission. This is that vault that they were in that the you just didn't know any any better. Um, and I wish I could remember the name of that mission. It's bugging me now, but it's Fallout was it, 3. Was it Was it impossible? Was it a mission impossible? Oh, I see. Yeah, no, you could beat it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're introduced to a character named Agnes. Agnes is always around. She is the next door neighbor. And she has a... Um, she's always around. just And always seems to know what's going on. She's pushing, constantly pushing Wanda to do stuff and talking about... Her anniversary, which is um, it was like one eight sixty two or something. It was some I can't remember the number right off the top of my head. I need to go rewatch it. Um, once we get into episode two here, I'll tell you what who my thoughts are. Who Agnes is, but Agnes is around. Um, it's Wanda's and Vision's anniversary. Is that the date with the heart? That yep. Uh, it was August twenty third. August twenty third. Okay. And honestly, I remember that is because my wife and I, uh, were our uh, anniversary was July 23rd. So I was like, oh, hey, that's just a month off of ours. So Okay, so that's how you remember. Well, I'm glad you remembered it. You don't have a weird memory or anything like that. Because there's a lot of rumors speculating about that date, too. Mm. Um, again, we'll get into that here in a sec. But it's Wanda and Vision's anniversary. So, but... Vision's boss tells him, hey, I'm really looking forward to coming over to dinner. And it's, you know, that classic formula for 50 sitcom is like, oh, shit, my boss is coming over. My wife thinks we're doing one thing. And, you know, Wanda comes out in this, you know, steamy little number, which is like, you know, she's fully clothed and like, you know, doesn't show anything. Um, dang as it. is the 50s. Yeah, no, dang it. But she goes up behind the boss and said, you know, guess who? And the boss's wife walks in and it's Kitty from um, that 70s show. That's how I'm always going to remember her. Uh, yeah. What is it? Deborah Joe Krupp Cup, something like that. She'll always be Kitty. She's Kitty. Um, and they say it's a Sarkovian greeting, you know, you know, guess who? Welcome. You know, they're doing this full thing. And then. Do you guys remember what happened from there? Yeah. Is that the before or after the commercial break? I want to say that was before. Yeah, she okay. starts making the dinner uh, and gets help from Agnes. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, but the beginning credits for each episode mm -hmm. is a pretty big clue into what that episode is going to be like. So the very beginning of this episode, it was the whole Bewitched. Uh, it was the cartoon, and she was, uh, you know, uh, flying. Was off. that episode? I thought that was episode two. So was it was the two. Oh, was that two? I thought yeah, that was two. Yeah. Two is more cartoony in the intro. Okay. Okay. Well, then I'm going to back out and uh, and then hold that thought. Okay. But Wait, Agnes seemed Agnes. Because there's something from that intro I want to hit on too. Oh, there's a lot from that intro actually. So uh, Agnes seemed to know that Wanda was in trouble, which leads me to believe you know there's something more to Agnes than what she's letting on. Marvel is great about nothing is left to chance. Every small detail is something. 
even if you think it is a throwaway detail, it's not with Marvel. It means it's usually a bigger picture. Um, and then I think it was the commercial break. Does one of you want to go over the commercial? Yes, yeah, so the commercial was for a basically like a do-it-all toaster, you know. Uh, you're tired of your toast being overburnt, you know. Uh, what all did it say that you put in there? It was like apple pie or cherry pie and Everything. open face cheese sandwiches. And so this whole episode's in black and white. Everything's black and white as you're going through. And the only little splash of color that you get is the indicator light on the side of that toaster right before it's said that the toaster is made by Stark Industries. Which, as we know, is at that time would have been Tony Stark's father. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and what else was significant about this commercial? You brought this up earlier. I did. Yeah. It Besides was in, the light. Yeah. Well, it was in color. Well, the, not the whole. Well, yeah. That's what no, I'm saying. That, that was the only the light. The, splash, yeah. the light was in color. That was the only splash of light that you had right, in the entire right. episode. Was the was that one brief moment of that light lighting up, and it lit up red. And and red's a, a theme that carries on through to the second episode too. Uh-huh. And I did so, I did catch so the the uh, I don't know I felt like there was a a little jab thrown in so there you know that was during the cooking scene when Agnes comes over everything's going getting ready to go haywire and she's helping her you know uh, set up this four course meal five course meal or whatever and she's giving her recipes and things and I felt that there was a, either a little nod. Or a little jab at DC in that scene when she was going over the recipes, and I think Justin might know what I'm talking about. Uh, he kind of explain because I didn't catch that. I want to see if Justin's thinking the same thing. I want to hear what he thinks it was. Well, I'm uh, I'm looking at the because uh, I was getting uh, episode one and episode two uh, reversed, so um, so I'm looking out right now at some of the synopsis. So go ahead, and then I'll oh, okay. I'll, so the thing that just stuck in my head, so she's talking about steak and um, I think it was like twice baked potatoes and all this thing, but she brought up making lobster thermidor. And as soon as she said that, my mind instantly went to Lego Batman. And that was like Batman's favorite meal in Lego Batman was lobster thermidor. So I'm like, that can't be on accident. Like this, that may be a thing from that time frame. That was something cool to eat, but that was just mm-hmm. two right there with I didn't Marvel catch and that. DC. Yeah, and it may have meant nothing, but that that stuck in my head pretty hard. I missed. I totally missed that too. So that's yeah. good catch. Good catch, dude. Um. So after that, they're eating dinner, and uh, Vision's boss. What, uh, what was he starting to demand? I can't remember what the argument was. Um, what the what when they got married and the, like the conditions around their marriage? What, yeah, when what what he kept saying? When was it? When was it? Or what is it? What is it? Yeah, or I think it may have been just like say it, say it. When was it? And then he started choking. Well, and, and before that, Kitty started yelling. Um, or was it during that, or was it when he started choking? When she started yelling, no, she started going, "Stop it!" Yeah, it was when stop he... it. So, yeah. and if you know, and at that point, the camera angle is complete. Like your your vision as a viewer completely changed. So all the way up, leading up to that point, you're watching it like you're in the studio audience watching a sitcom, mm-hmm. laugh track, everything. There's a really, it's a really flat 
view of the set and what they're doing. And as soon as that instance started happening, when things started getting weird and wonky, it went to a more cinematic view of what was going on. You had more close-ups. You had different uh, angles of the boss, Mr. Hart on the ground, of Wanda, a vision of everybody. And it was, it went to a more cinematic type view. And then once they broke out of that, everything comes back to that uh-huh. normal, that normal view. Yeah. The single camera sitcom view. Yeah. Um, so one thing that stood out to me was Kitty kept yelling, stop it, stop it, stop. She kept yelling that. And that was the theme for that part. And I don't think she was yelling at the boss to stop it, to stop saying that. I think she was telling Wanda to stop it, stop what's going on, stop this illusion that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. That's my theory on that, because I don't know if it was Kitty or if it was an outside force telling, you know, Wanda, you stop it, stop it. You got to stop it. That's what I think. Wanda eventually tells Vision, you know, Vision, save him. Um, and Vision reaches in, uses his phasing powers to pull out the uh, piece of steak that he's choking on. And then all of a sudden, everything goes back to normal. Like nothing ever happened and they had to leave. So, and my... F- oh, go ahead. was also steering right at Wanda. She wasn't talking to the husband and saying, stop it. That's right. She was, wasn't she? Staring right at Wanda saying, stop it stop yeah. it stop it and um that was it was eerie is what it was i mm-hmm. mean yeah. um this is kind of a kooky kind of, and then it just got eerie all of a sudden it was great the way it was shot um and i totally agree with that and so what i took away from this ep- you know the episode ends there's a lobster on the door hanger haha 50s you know i love lucy what i took from this first episode <clears throat> first of my theories I think that these are people trapped in this reality with Wanda. For those of you who don't know, Wanda in the comics has um, hex powers. Her hex powers bend reality to whatever she wants. That hex can make anything a reality. So I think that these people are trapped in this reality. I don't think that they're made up. I don't think that they're magic, you know, imaginary people. I think they're real people that happen to be trapped with Wanda. What do you guys think? After this first episode, uh, well, I think after the ending, you see, you know, it, it pulls away from the the sitcom TV whatever. Look, and you you see someone at um, like a control station type thing. You see, Vision has like a, a remote, it looks like an old school TV remote, and he's you know he has his arm around Wanda, he clicks on it, and then you pull away, and you see somebody in a more modern looking reality sitting at a monitoring station with that same type of remote next to them. And then there is a logo there. Um, I can't remember exactly where it's at in the scene, but you see the logo. It's on a, like a pamphlet or like a notebook almost. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know what the logo was from? Chris? Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin called it. Sword. So, um, so shield protects the planet from um, uh, all threats, you know, on the planet. Mm-hmm. Sword is the observ- observational, which yeah protects from the cosmic threats. And I have it. Uh, it's the um, Abigail Brand, I think, was in charge of it. 
what SWORD stands for. There you go. It stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. So it's, you got SWORD and SHIELD. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a theory that the W could have been could be replaced for this iteration from world to um, weapon, and so you have a sentient weapon observation. So you know, there's the thought that maybe she's under some type of observation now as a sentient weapon with her abilities, and that's where you know everybody's kind of stuck in this, and they're asking, "Where are you? What's going on?" So they're observing her. You know, sword, sword is observing her in that way as an actual weapon. Mm-hmm. So let's go to episode two, and then we'll go through that. Then we'll go with what we, what direction we think the show is going to go in. So the start of two, uh, Justin, you hit on this earlier. Why don't you go ahead and explain it again? What the what the opening theme was? Well, the the opening was very very cartoonish and it, it, uh, a throwback to Bewitched, which you know Nick and I watched all the time. Uh, there was yeah. it was in black and white to start out with, then in color as the seasons went on. Uh, but of course, Bewitched, if you're not familiar with it, is um, a woman who is a witch who marries a, a guy that's not, and um, basically does a lot of gets into all kinds of tomfoolery and chicanery uh, mm-hmm. with her uh, twinkling or wink, winkling of the nose. And so, in the same way that Scarlet Witch is a witch bewitched was and so it seemed like a tie uh, a perfect tie-in uh to go from an i love lucy type of uh intro and um scene with the first episode to now a bewitched intro and everything that happens throughout with a magic show um is you know magic so just like what a witch would do so it it made a lot of sense it as the episode went further i was like man that is really really smart and I think Chris uh, or Kyle, actually, you were talking about there was a couple things that um, in the beginning of the cartoon of that that popped out to you. Well, the first thing I noticed, and I believe it was, so as as the, the cartoon scroll is going through the beginning, you see, I think it was the moon. So uh, it's passing by and the moon's in the sky, but there's a very distinct pattern of stars around that moon. Um, you had... Two on each side, one on top, one on bottom, making a kind of flat side. almost. Yeah, we're, that's where we're going. The Marvel Universe is going full. <laughs> no, it's, uh, but it would like almost like a flat sided diamond where you can make the triangle side, the triangle on the bottom. That that pattern around the moon, it was, I think it may have been similar to, I need to look at the sword logo now because that may have been. Um, would match up with that. That uh, it could also but, match if it's in a diamond shape. Could match up with Vision's Infinity Stone. Could be. I'm looking now to see if that. So while you're looking that up, it is important to note too that remember how I was saying that everything has a meaning with Marvel. Well, in the comics, um, Vision when he went off on his own, he moved to like uh, his house number is like six one six, which, <clears throat> which goes back to the multiverse, which our version of reality was Earth 616. Their house number is 2800, while it may name, and, and WandaVision, while it doesn't seem like it's a big deal now, WandaVision directly ties into Doctor Strange and the multiverse of, what is it, the, uh, whatever the new Doctor Strange is. Oh, um, 
Multiverse of Madness. There you go. With the Multiverse of Madness. So it, this could be a different reality. Could be. And it's, I mean, it would have to be a different reality because A, Vision is alive, and B, he has the stone, the Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. No, both of those things are not, in our reality, are not true, right? You know, so um, it's interesting to to think about, is this, is this Wanda just creating this because she has the power, of course, or is it something where she's in a different, placed in a different universe multiverse being observed because at the end of every episode it shows someone turning off the tv like she is she and vision are on a tv show being watched Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that when we get to our predictions i'm sure that's going to come up but if it's something of her own choosing or if it's something that she's being forced into Mm -hmm. you find what you're looking for kyle i did i did i found that i was going to try to share that i don't know how that'll look let me do that real quick so i'm gonna pull that over um so everybody can see and then let me share my screen real quick so you guys you can see here Um, I'm thinking you guys can see that, and I've got it up for the beer. Yeah, I can also. see it. So there's like yeah, that could very, be swords. Well, I looked up sword, and I didn't see the logo, but that's a very distinct, very purposeful pattern and arrangement of those those stars around the moon. Um, and I think we're you know somebody will know what that is. You know, I'm sure. Maybe, you know, maybe, someone... maybe it's like the the critical role logo there off to the right. That could, that could also be it. So that <laughs> could be it. Yeah. Um. So let's get back to the <clears throat> opening. In the opening, there is a little figurine, the animated opening, of a forgotten supervillain. He's in there. We also see the Grim Reaper's helmet, which is a little um outline that might play a big role which means grim reaper may be making his appearance because we also see wonder man as an animated character in this opening very important to note that wonder man and grim reaper are brothers so would this mean that we might be seeing wonder man make his appearance in phase four i don't know um you're, think, you're thinking these are all things that are alluding to things that are coming out in Phase Absolutely. 4. Maybe not necessarily tied to what's going to happen in WandaVision, but just little, Absolutely. little bits of Easter eggs of what's 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 and, to come. And it could be in WandaVision. I don't know. Disney's really good about keeping this stuff hush. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're extremely good. Another thing that I caught on, um, there was two things. When, in the supermarket scene, it was like um, Bova's milk. If you remember, Bova was the cow midwife who took care of Wanda and Pietro um, Quicksilver when they were kids. Um, so I think that was a reference to that. And then there was like anti-ace like kitty little... litter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so just like a little <laughs> nod, a little throwback nod. Right. Not necessarily like foreshadowing, but yeah. Like no, no, that one. Let her paying attention. But this one will come into my later prediction too. Anti-ace kitty litter. 
I think that's Agatha Harkness, who is a very powerful witch in the Marvel Universe. And she always had a cat with her. So I'm thinking that's what that was. I mean, what did what else did you guys take away from the opening of two? Well, and, and to add to that, who who's the only female character in the show that we see over and over again? And so that could be Agnes is Agatha type of Agatha thing. Harkness. Yeah. So and that, Agnes could be a combination of the two names. Yeah. Um, and just a random question for you. What do you guys think? Uh, in, in the past, Marvel has been very careful about not mixing the MCU with the television, with mm-hmm. the Shields and things like that. There may be a Colby Summers that will come over to Agent of the Shield for one episode. Right. Pretty much it. Right. So do you think now that Disney plus all of this stuff, do you think that anything that shows up on like WandaVision or, you know, the Hawkeye mm-hmm. Any of the things coming up, uh, you know, Loki and, and some of the others. Do you think that that is going to also share into the MCU, the the movie world, or do you think they're going to try to contain uh, still in in both of those? I absolutely think it's going to tie in. They already said WandaVision is going to. That was one of the first things they said. WandaVision is directly tying into Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and the Multiverse of Madness. So I think. Now that they have all this freedom, now that they've bought the rights to use the mutant name now too in the Sony properties, or the Fox, excuse me, Fox, I think it's absolutely going to intermingle now because they have a lot of liberty now. Yeah. I, I got some from my man cave for you. So oh, that's awesome. There's a little Q fig of uh, Doctor Strange doing his uh, thing. So uh, I would love to see wanda and in the whole multiverse um with dr strange and how that would come in i think that mm-hmm. that would i think take the mcu storytelling to totally the next level for place right well since justin brought her up agatha harkness was wanda's teacher in the comics she's a very very powerful witch she's the one who taught her how to use her hex powers and it would make sense if agnes was agatha harkness because she's always around she always seems to know a little bit more than what's going on and she always seems to be helping her too mm-hmm. yeah it's it's not like she's an uh, antagonist <clears throat> at least right now not right. a list of course but more you know trying to help out and trying to you know whether it's cooking a good meal or uh you know getting the rabbit for the the magic show things like that there's just small little things where she's helping out all throughout I think I caught and going back to the color thing so that we had episode one, we had one instance of color, mm-hmm. like very subtle. So episode two, we had two instances of color before the fight, before the, the, the episode ended with uh, that kind of weird rewind and everything, which we'll, we'll probably get on that. But so the first was the, uh, the helicopter, the, the modern looking helicopter toy that was in the bush um, in the front yard, and it was you know heavily red, and there was a lot of color there. And then, of course, when she, uh, uh, when what was her name? I want to call her Karen, but it wasn't Karen. Dottie. 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 Yeah, when she had the glass break in her hand, and you could see you know see the blood there. For the children. For the children. For the children. I this all I could think of was you know for the greater good, for the greater, for the greater. good. Um, 
you think of Reverend Lovejoy's wife on The Simpsons? <laughs> well, yeah. so much for the children. <laughs> <laughs> So, so was, you know, you had those two splashes yeah. of color before the final reveal of, you know, okay, well, everything's going colored. And like, even her wardrobe was different um, than the rest of the ladies. It was, you know, coming, it was... Like a pantsuit. It was changing. So, from episode one, she was more 50s. Episode two was more 60s. I think episode three, we're going to have 70s, 80s, on up until, you know, we get fully yeah. caught up. But um, there was something that I saw. I was going back while you guys were, were talking that... Um, that was in the intro. Um, going to rewind back to that again. There was a billboard that they passed, uh, or that they they flashed briefly in the intro that said "Welcome to Westview," and it says "Home." It's where you make it, and so I think that that ties into your hexability theory a lot more. Like this is where she's making this, you know, and and be, and she show and it shows at the end of the episode she has the ability to change events that happened um with the you know the pregnancy reveal right. and all that um you know brought all, re, she reigned all that back in so I, i've I, i'm buying more and more into that that theory the more we talk about it so she also has so dotty i think dotty's going to be a major character i think she's somehow part of this because you know she slid her hand and nothing was wrong she just literally yeah. looked at her and and something about the children, you know, saying for the children, some, I think Dottie's going to be a major character. Um, they have to do this magic show or the, they're doing this talent show and they're practicing to do this um, magician and his assistant. If you notice the box that they were practicing with, the symbol on it is the Visions Infinity Stone. Oh, which that, that is, that is a reoccurring theme throughout the show. Um. So I found that one very interesting. Um, you know, Vision gets, he's trying to be one of the guys. He swallows some gum, gets his gears knocked up, which I told my wife, I go, that would not happen. He would just phase through and pull it out. And he doesn't have gears like that. I was picking it apart, but, you know, I realized this is part of the show. You had a full on, actually, moment. Actually. <laughs> That's what my wife was doing. Why would gum make him drunk? This is, I'm like, well, just you know, play into if this was the 60s and bewitched and it was black and white, what would happen in this episode if this happened? Mm -hmm. um, and so if you put yourself in that mind frame, if, if you're, you know, well, technically Vision would not be, it's like, well, technically Vision's not alive. So you kind of throw all that stuff out. Of the window, yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah. So, you know, everything... Like Kyle says, the episode goes on and then Wanda's pregnant towards the end. And then they rewind. At the beginning of the episode, they keep hearing this banging and it's, it was, it's freaky because it, it was a loud bang. It's this branch. They go out there, there's no wind. And then out of the sewer pops this beekeeper. To me, the beekeeper represented AIM advanced idea mechanics from the comics because that looked exactly like one of their suits mm -hmm. so which means is wanda part of a prisoner is she or is is sword working with aim is there some aim people trying to get into this wherever she's doing and then wanda literally says no and all of a sudden everything rewinds which makes you think exactly wanda is rewriting this reality and there was a how she wants it keepers back 
but I don't remember. Was it? I thought it may have been a sword logo. There is that. The red um, helicopter she was holding also had the sword. Had logo. the sword logo. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the back so, of his outfit. I was. I was I'm, I'm on the Googles, and uh, yeah, the back of the beekeeper's outfit did have the, the sword, sword logo on. See, and that's where it's confusing. Good. I was going to say, I don't know as much about uh, Marvel as I do DC. So is sword or is aim a part of sword? Or is No, it- aim Aim is a bunch of bad guys. Have you heard of MODOK oh, and yeah. MODAK? Yeah. They're the ones who created him. Okay. And yeah. Deadpool p- pals around with one of the aim guys. Mm-hmm. So, makes- you know, they're, they're a bunch of brilliant scientists that are just, you know, evil yeah, as hell. Uh, Avengers uh, PlayStation game. And that, now oh, that's-, that's right. With the aim guys coming out. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So let's go with predictions on which way we think the short, the story's going to go. And then I'll tell you what I think and the rumors we left, and we left one thing out. Oh, go back. We go talked back. About yeah. The first one Absolutely. was the, uh, the commercial. Actually the, oh, yeah, well, the, the commercial, the commercial yes. for the watch. Um, so it, it had the Hydra logo. It was a, uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Is it Strucker or Strucker? Strucker. Strucker. Strucker brand watch. And fill us in on, on Strucker, Chris. Baron Von Strucker is a Nazi bastard. I'm sorry for go. any Nazi bastards that are listening to our show. Apologize. I'm not apologizing for that. Um, <laughs> but he is the one who turned Quicksilver and Wanda evil in Age of Ultron. He is one of Captain America's oldest foes. And so what's very, very significant about this is there's ties. Hydra's still around. There is still ties. And if you looked at the watch, I got to remember, uh, watch in WandaVision. And I'll Most- do that. She um, not only turned them evil, but gave them their powers through the Infinity Stone, the reality uh, Infinity Stone. And so that's why Wanda's able to... Um, bend reality and do all that is because she directly got her powers from the experimentation that Strucker was doing on her and her brother. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Um, no, and I think I completely agree with that. Um, so if you look, the um, watch was st- stuck at 242. Most watches are stuck at like 1010. So that way you can see the logo and everything on them. 242, they think, might reference um, Avengers 242. Um, and that's where um, where Vision's alive. He gets his abilities back. It's a big, it's a big issue. So they're thinking that's what my, that might be referencing. Um, and so it's just, like I said, every little damn detail in this has a meaning. Yeah. So Strucker plays into this. So now let's go into... Um, um predictions on this so kyle what do you think uh well after hearing you talk about that i i think uh i think she is stuck in a reality that she created um she's got some type of contact with the outside world because she she heard it through the radio when she was there with Dottie. she's little hints to somebody outside this reality trying to get in contact with her um there's some more research that I want to do on it because there's some storylines and some old backstory and things that they could tie in. I think House of, what was it? House of, something M. House of M. I'll House go into M. that one. Yep. Yeah, it ties into that. I don't want to steal your thunder there, but. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, um, 
because that's not something I'm terribly knowledgeable about, but I'm starting to feel like there's little hints that she does have control over the reality from, you know, her no moment to even, you know, episode one when uh, Kitty Foreman's telling her to stop it to the contact that she's getting. So she's, she's slowly gaining more and more control. You know, at the end of the episode, everything goes from black and white to color. So you're seeing the transition from the 50s, 60s to 70s. So she's, there's something that's causing her to think this way. And, you know, I, I don't know of her history or if, you know, maybe, you know, as, as a young Wanda, she watched a lot of, you know, TV or something like that. And this is, you know, like we talked about, this is her comfort food. This is where she feels comfortable and safe and she's trying to escape, you know, some trauma, probably vision dying. And, uh, will you know, it's a, a well, really well wrote and thought out <coughs> Easter egg and hint delivery vehicle is what it is. Uh-huh. It's going to stand great on its own merit, but there's going to be so much in there that, People are going to pick apart for weeks, and when the big reveal comes, and and um, you know the next generation, everything starts coming out. This you know this is the catalyst. So they're doing it extremely smart. Yep, Justin. Um, so, like you said, I think Marvel is very smart and very meticulous in what they do. So, since they just acquired the mutants, uh, you know, it's now not in humans necessarily, but they now have the mutants logo or name back. You see her pregnant at the very end of that episode. And so I think it's trying to bring, I think Marvel is going to try to bring mutants back into um, the MCU through that. And so I think because of that, I think it's oof. I, I go back and forth. Every time I watch it, I'm like, okay, this time I think someone's controlling her. And then the next time I watch it, I'm like, no, 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 she's doing this herself. So I'm still torn on that. I'm going to say, um, just to go opposite of, of Kyle, I'm going to say that she's actually doing this and she's almost a House of M type of storyline to where she's creating a new reality um, and doing this because of the loss of vision and just the overall grief and everything going on and probably feeling guilty about um uh you know the snap and everything else that went on in infinity war um and so i would say gosh that's all over the place i'm gonna say somebody is no no i'm gonna go opposite of kyle i'm gonna say she's actually controlling it <laughs> and uh other people can hear and all of that it, it, now kyle did you say she's controlling or did you say someone's controlling her i think she has control over it because I, I literally and forth every time I think about it. <laughs> so <I'm>, somebody, <laughs> it's hard to say. It's really hard to say right now. <laughs> so somebody's <clears throat> her, uh, you know, possibly aim whoever, um, and that uh, you know, with the comfort food of, of the television of her youth, um, you know, she's trying to make sense of everything, but she still has the power to control the way she said no and the beekeeper and everything rewound. Um, and then also with the child and wanting to push forward in this reality of what it is. So I'm going to say that. <laughs> All right. So cool. my so- prediction is that she's being controlled and she's in control. I think she's being manipulated right now because she's so powerful. I think that she is in, I think Mephisto has control of her. One of those, the demons that Dr. Strange fights all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think Agatha is there to try and help her break out of this while not trying to alert whoever has her in this loop right now. 
because Wanda in the comics is one of the most powerful Omega level mutants there is because she can rewrite rewrite reality. Um, I think that they're gearing Wanda up to be the big bad for phase four. Oh, that's my prediction because in the comics, Wanda was um, responsible for House of M. House of M was when Wanda was just devastated and she said no more whispered the words no more mutants wiped out the x factor gene out of every mutant on the planet and it became that whole house of m reality which is a fantastic series um and i act i actually had to go back and look this up so if you remember how i said everything has a meaning in the marvel universe in the mcu the dinner she's serving a wine the wine is called i'm gonna fuck this up mason du mipris that means house of contempt or scorn or also could mean house of m um or that could just be a throwback um if if, uh issue 242 of avengers i also think this is how they're going to introduce the cosmic factor in where because they already said captain marvel is going to be leading the phase four charge 242 is where Vision gets his power back, powers back, and this lays the groundwork for the Beyonder to come in. The Beyonder is the one who created the Secret Wars. Mm. He's a cosmic being. I think that this is how they're going to introduce in the cosmic factors. I think Wanda's going to be the big bad and the cosmic factors, but there's also going to be more big bads in there. But I think Wanda's going to be the main threat that they're going to have to face. And so that's kind of where I'm leaning towards it right now. Random off the wall theory. Highly unlikely to be plausible, but so she, she has the ability to be in reality and probably theoretic, theoretically create her own alternate right. reality. I mean, that's what she's doing right now. She's got her own alternate. That's reality. exactly what she's doing. Right. And, and not just in Marvel, but in any in Marvel DC, whatever you have all these alternate realities, right? You, you know, if you, uh, follow different lines of comics, you know, well, in in this version, this happened to Spider-Man. In this version, this happened to Batman. So you have these... Sure. So with the new deal with Disney+, Plus and this huge new freedom to explore all these different things, um, I mean, you know, you talk about multiverse and things like that. Could this be something that sets them up to be able, maybe not necessarily Phase 4, but you have, like, Phase 4... Phase four point one, where you have an alternate reality, so they can branch off and do absolutely explore alternate alternate timelines, alternate storylines, where you know she's in the real deal. Phase four, she's not the big bad, or she is the big bad, but in phase four point one, she's the opposite, and you can you can explore these different ideas because this is setting up for these alternate reality storylines. Absolutely. So there's actually a rumor. Let's talk about that uh, uh, alternate reality because <laughs> there's a rumor. Went to a longie. <laughs> it went to a longie. It's hey, it's still shorter than a regular episode. Only by half. Only <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a rumor that Evan Peters is going to be back. Evan Peters, if you don't know, is Quicksilver in the Fox X Men movies, which means Wanda already had to deal with the death of her brother in the MCU. If they pull him in, make him the main Quicksilver, she has to deal with this alternate reality Quicksilver. Ooh, that would be an interesting way to tie. He was definitely the better Quicksilver, too. Yeah, well, and then Kick-Ass, he was way better. Um, Because uh, apparently, like, some um, guy who did the um, 
Spanish dub for Evan Peters tweeted out that he was excited to be doing Quicksilver again. And then it was quickly deleted. And then that account quickly went away. So usually when that happens with Marvel, it's they pull a Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> you know, they ruffle, they got ruffaloed, but that, so that's, that's my thing. And kind of play into what you're saying. One of the series that's been announced is the what if, which is such a great, which, oh yes, such a great comic run of, you know, well, what if, um, Wolverine never got his claws. Yeah. And what if Peggy, Peggy Carter was actually, um, Captain America. Or Captain yep. Yep. You know, something like that, and so that okay, would, I missed that. Then that's awesome. Yeah, so they're making. I forgot all, about that. Um, and you know, Black Panther is actually going to be um, his sister, and, and there's a lot of different uh, storylines that they've already introduced. So that would make total sense. How using WandaVision and then going into a multiverse, then actually goes straight into that what if. And mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that I think you may be onto something. So. Well, that's our predictions, and we don't want to keep you longer because it's a late for us, and it's supposed to be a a nerky, and the nerky yeah. turned into a long nerky. In our head, we're thinking like fifteen minutes. We'll knock this out. We are at forty nine minutes now. But you know what? <laughs> we may have another episode here. But you know what? This is great. But We've got one in the bank. This is this is what this whole podcast is about, folks. So. Mm-hmm. With that, um, we'll have some more updates. We'll we'll bring Justin in as the show progresses to talk about it. Um, and that can be nerky because then we don't have two episodes to talk about and don't have to go through backstories either. Yeah, um, yep. we've we've laid the groundwork for the Wanda nerkies. That's right. So now we're gonna have real nerkies. You're gonna take mm-hmm. our nerkies and like it. Mm-hmm. You will. You're gonna talk about it and tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> we're good how at nerkies. Gr- how great these nerkies are. You haven't had a nerky. You need to have a nerky. Talk to Chris and Kyle. Life. Hey, Justin can come too. He can watch. Yeah, he um, can watch. It'd be... It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> With his fabulous hair. How much is that nerky in the window? That's well. Woof, woof. <laughs> um, so with that, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this? No, I think we went really we far down went. a rabbit hole. Yeah, I love it. I do too. But I appreciate you guys having me on again. Uh, well, thanks. You are welcome back anytime, my friend. Anytime. So with that, uh, welcome to our first Nerky. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back for more. Uh, With that, I'm Chris. I'm Kyle. And And that is... again, Justin. We appreciate you. You guys have a good day. You guys have a great one. It could get elevated.